Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you missed hour number one, we talked about the tale of two twelves in uh, in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady to kick off the program. Uh, Chris Long will be joining us in about 20 minutes to discuss that. The Ravens' shocking loss in Jacksonville, um, as well as um, who he thinks the best team in the league is now through a dozen weeks. Uh, in the NFL, the Steelers and the Colts play tonight, yes, and uh, I'll be on Westwood One Radio uh, to host Monday Night Football tonight um, to discuss all of that. T.J. Watt will be in studio, uh, not in studio, on, on our show in hour number three, um, but uh, those two teams are not in the conversation for best team in the league. Uh, also, something to talk about with Chris Long was the, um, the uh, Denver Broncos' um, loss in Carolina. And dude, I mean, the exchange, I mean, do you even call it an exchange that we saw yesterday? It's kind of one sided. <laughs> I mean, I'm, you know, uh, the conversation that was brief, one would think, uh, 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 on the Denver Broncos sideline where um, Russell Wilson was absolutely getting it from Mike Purcell. Um, yeah. We'll discuss that with Chris Long and then get a little bit deeper into it. Um, the Vegas Raiders have won two in a row in walk-off fashion. Just, just I want to hit that. that for like an hour. Overreaction just Monday's coming up in like hour an number hour. three. Okay, Rich, some breaking Michigan news. Uh, our buddy Pete Thamel, Cade mm-hmm. McNamara is in the transfer portal. Yeah, I mean he's been uh, he, he had season-ending surgery, is what they called it. Yeah, and JJ McCarthy, this is his gig until he leaves. No doubt. So. Um, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the program. We'll take your calls in a second. The uh, There are two playoff clinching scenarios for week 13. Nice. Were you right? Uh, I was correct oh, in predicting a, our terrestrial radio audience didn't hear it at the end uh, of our hour. There, that, Another reason why you should wa- watch this show on the Roku channel is uh, there's some bonus uh, conversations that we have there. Um, and uh, we're free on the Roku channel, on all Roku devices, Samsung Smart TVs and Amazon Fire TV and all Roku mobile, uh, any uh, mobile device where you can get the Roku app. Um, uh, I, I, I said there are two playoff clinching scenarios. Heard that and I correctly predicted it. One is a, a straight up wild card clinch a playoff spot for the team. The only team in the 10 win club right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, they have a playoff clinching scenario. Um, you want to put that one up there, uh, Mike Hoskins? There it is. All they got to do is beat the Titans and have the Washington Commanders, Seahawks, and 49ers lose. 
Oh, all three lose. They have to beat the Titans. What a big Week 13 game that is. The current one seed in the NFC against last year's one seed in the AFC. That game's in Philadelphia. Washington is playing the Giants for the first of two times. Um, the 49ers, as we all know, are taking on the Miami Dolphins. And what was the other team that was involved in that equation? Uh, 40, uh, the, commanders. The Commanders and the 49ers, and then there was one, one third one. Seahawks. Seahawks are uh, at the Rams, which I can't believe it. It sounds like a get-right game. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other playoff clinching scenario is the Minnesota Vikings can clinch their division, print a home playoff ticket. All they got to do is beat the Jets at home and then have the Lions lose. Man, the Lions look so good. They were so close to getting that fourth straight win on Thanksgiving Day. Um, the Detroit Lions are taking on Jacksonville at home. What an entertaining game that's probably going to be. So Vikings can clinch a spot. All they got to do is beat the Jets. And Mike White. Hey, I told you when Robert Sala made the move to bench Zach Wilson and bring in Mike White that I was all for it. That if he thinks Zach Wilson needed a reset and that the locker room potentially needed to see somebody else and hear from somebody else Mm -hmm. in that leadership position and have that guy get an opportunity if he thought that was the case in solo we trust and guess what one for one mm-hmm. green check mark because mike white got it done over 200 yards passing in the first half in a driving rain how does that sound it was impressive in in conditions that one would think would not be conducive to winging it around with mike white getting his first start He showed exactly how to do it. He found Garrett Wilson for two touchdowns and proof of life. I I mean, like when Elijah Moore scored that touchdown yesterday, (laughs) I wanted somebody to hand him a newspaper so he could hold it up and prove that it was on this date (laughs) and that he was alive. On this date. And Robert Sala, that's a guy who... Another coach might have bungled that operation. And Elijah Moore wanted out, and he said, you'll just be out for this game against Denver, which they won, despite losing Brees Hall for the season. He needed a reset. And we'll, he needed a reset. They needed a reset. And he's redeemed. And Mike White is finding him in a way that the number two overall pick from last year either couldn't or wouldn't. I don't know. But guess what? I have to worry about that right now. I don't have to worry about that right now because Mike White showed how it is done and how this offense should be run and how the receivers could be found. He showed it in whatever Zach Wilson was thinking underneath the hood of his rain gear. If he does get an opportunity again this year, and that's a big if right now because one thing that the Vikings have issues doing, it's stop and pass. Mac Jones had a rocking chair type night for much of the night on Thanksgiving night, hitting his back foot and finding his guy, which is exactly what Mike White just did. Okay. So check the box. Here's Robert Sala after the game on Mike White lighting up the Bears in the driving rain in New Jersey. 
He did a great job. Um, you know, we he didn't need to be anybody but Mike White. We didn't need to turn into the greatest show on turf. We just needed, uh, we just wanted him to play within himself and play efficient. I thought he did that. Three fifteen, three touchdowns. That was probably a little bit better than not the greatest show on turf. So, I mean, how did, like just what he was able to do, and also in the elements. Um, yeah, no, the especially in the elements. It was, uh, um, like I said, he 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 did he he, he made the easy look easy, and that's. Uh, uh, I thought he did a really good job with that. I just love the way he did. It's perfect. He made the easy look easy because the other guy was making the easy look <laughs> like, like it was, you know, algebra, like an algebra, an algebraic equation. More like trigonometry. Trigonometry. Yeah, algebra was kind of. Okay. Uh, I was more verbal than that. Yeah, trig was. Honestly. Yeah. One guy, what, two plus two equaled four for the Jets yesterday. The other hey. guy was like. You know, X plus Y equals, you know, the coefficient. So the easy looked easy. Yes, that's what we're talking about. The, the, the follow-up question should have been, if uh, if last week was dog-ish, uh, what's this? You know what this is? That's the It's the Instagram uh, video of a thousand golden retrievers just frolicking around. That's what that was. Puppy. You know, those Instagram accounts just on Golden Retrievers, which I may or may not That's follow. Multiple. <laughs> <laughs> two plus two equals four. It's kind of simple. So, Garrett Wilson, two touchdowns. Hey, at least he had a good weekend on Sunday. Um, and this is what he had. Because remember, he was the guy speaking the truth after last week's game. He was the Wilson that was yeah, putting was... it down and saying, we need to be held accountable and we need... We need to be trusted. Let's go. Go for it. I definitely feel like it did. You know, I didn't mean any any harm to anyone, you know, by saying it. And um, I don't think anyone took it that way, luckily, you know. So, so um, you know, honestly, I feel like people was happy I said it. And um, like I said, you know, to come back like this and, and play the way we did on offense this week, you know, that's what you want to do. This is what we should be doing. That's right. Way to go, Garrett Wilson. I love this guy. <laughs> this guy's a jet. He's a jet, and he's a winner, and he knows how to win, and he knows how to do it and lead. Way to go, Garrett Wilson. And as for Zach Wilson, you know, uh, I hope he is sitting there. That's what I said last week. The uh, Gordon Gecko. I don't know if you have that drop anywhere that you could find, Mike, because things can get, kind of get a little bit out of whack over there. But that was the message. The benching was the message. Does this reset lead to a relocation now, I had to Rich. move it, Rich. That's the question. It was... Does this reset lead to a relocation? What do you mean a relocation? Well, of Zach Wilson to be relocated? No, there's no reason to do that. No. No? No. I mean, first of all, you can't anyway. You're not going to cut him this year. You can't trade well, I don't him. mean this year. No, but I, I mean, just mean like. I don't know. Let's see how it goes. Because as I, you know, the Gordon Gecko line that we had as the drop is, this is your wake-up call, pal. Go to work. This is your wake-up call, pal. Go to work. That's good. Thankfully, Mike White's timing was better than Mike Del Tufo's. Just thankfully. <laughs> got a lot of movement. A lot, there was a lot of, it was rain. It was pouring rain yesterday. Tell him, Chris. So now, now next comes the Vikings, and, and, and Salah can just keep playing the hot hand because I, I, I honestly, Zach, just sit there and watch. Mike White plays like this. And the Jets right now are, uh, that was a big win. Because they're a game ahead of New England, which we all know swept them. They're a game ahead of the Chargers, who snatched victory from the jaws of defeat yesterday in Arizona. And those are the two teams that are close enough sniffing it. Problem for the Jets, 
potentially is, is if the Ravens, Bengals, and Patriots are teams that they're battling for those final two spots because the Ravens, Bengals, and Patriots all have tie breaks over the Jets. Ravens won week one. Bengals beat the Jets in New Jersey. And then we all know what the Patriots did. And I'll just say this about the Patriots. Still play the Bills twice. Is that who the Patriots do, right? Yeah. That's including the week 13 Thursday. Thursday yeah, how great yeah. is big is that game? So um, I'm looking forward to it. And well, you never know. Never know. I mean, uh, we beat the Bills at the home Bills with Zach Wilson. Punted against us in two games. And when I say we, I was suited <laughs> up for that game. Of course. So uh, all I'll say is this: Mike White, you're already talking about should Zach be relocated? Yeah, just and I'm sure the New York fans burning up the 24 seven 365. Longtime listener, first time caller, uh, sports talk shows are, are all in on Mike White. I'm sure they are. So let's just jump in with both feet. Let's do it. If Mike White turns out to be the man, then we'll remember the time where New England completely discombobulated Zach Wilson to the point where they rendered him useless. In the same way that Mo Lewis once rendered (laughs) Drew Bledsoe useless. And we all know what happened after that. So maybe, just maybe, these are the football gods evening the scales. And at the moment, you can't tell me any different. <laughs> Much less painful, though. Next week, at this point, we might have a different conversation. Yes, Zach Wilson didn't have any of his innards blown up. <laughs> I mean, that's Good point, TJ. It's not funny, but wow. So maybe, just maybe, pain it forward. Years later. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. If you're on hold, stay on hold. A great conversation with our friend Chris Long coming up. You can listen to the NFL on the NFL app, on the Odyssey app, on westwoodonesports.com, via Westwood One Station streams, or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, sponsored by AutoZone. We'll take a break. So much to talk about with Chris Long. My gosh, so much happened just yesterday alone. That's next. This is the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. 
Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed the host of the Greenlight Podcast, two-time Super Bowl champ, Chris Long. So much to talk about with him back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Christopher? Rich, what's up, man? How are you? All right. We are now uh, post-Thanksgiving. Uh, this just in, can confirm. Uh, we are now um, 12 weeks into the NFL season. With all due respect to the Steelers and the Colts, it does appear that they're only going to be on the outside looking in. Uh, your thought on the best team in the NFL through 12 weeks is... It's the Chiefs. It's okay. the Chiefs. They're so good. They're nice about beating, uh, you know, uh, my 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 Wahoo uh, brethren, Bryce Perkins. They 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 took it easy on the on the Rams yesterday. Um, but I still think they're the best team in in the league, and it's because of that defense too. I mean, like they they have a chance. They're, they're, you know, people do these power rankings, yep. and I think they're kind of dumb, even though we just did one on our show. You know what? I think they're dumb, too, and uh, I'm they're a total really con- I'm a convert, though. I like doing it every week now. I can't believe it's I waited eight years to do it. You know, you, know, you come in on yeah. Monday, you're like, ah, it's nice to have your work done for you. You know, like, uh, okay, I know I got to just do a power ranking. Like, what does that even mean? Uh, yeah, no, but, but, you know, you have a lot of power. If you're the one seed, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And they're the one seed right now. And, you know, if the road to the Super Bowl goes through Arrowhead, even though the Bills went in there and beat them earlier this year, I think, um, it uh, it makes it hard. And so, like, I, I think the way that defense shows up there, the energy they play with, and obviously Patrick Mahomes is why I think they're the best team in the league. Yeah, I mean, Mahomes and Kelsey, um, th- that's, that's going to be – uh, a phrase we use, you know, like Brady and Gronk, you know, um, a phrase that we use like what, what uh, Marino to Clayton or Marino to Duper yep. or or Manning yep. to Harrison. Like this is what we're watching right now. Mahomes to Kelsey. That's what we're, what we're watching unfold. Happened again. No, it's incredible. And, you know, the moment last last week uh, in primetime, um, you know, just kind of underscores that with the game on the line. It's just uh, it's automatic. And and. Yeah, I, I talked about the, they're not just great; they're fun. They're like one of the most fun duos I've ever seen throwing and catching the ball, uh, and and they seem like they got a great rapport. So I, I think they're the best team in the league. I think the Eagles. I'll still give them the tie break over the Cowboys. I, I think the Cowboys are a really good team. They're in my top five as well. But like, if the question pertains to what I saw from the Eagles last night, like the Eagles' run defense concerns me. It does. Uh, you know, like, I can't confidently say, hey, you're the best team in the league right now because you're not doing this thing. But what you do have is you have home field advantage right now. You just ran the ball for 300 yards on the Packers. You've blown out the Vikings. Um, you know, the resume, uh, it's hard to find a team with a really deep, great resume. 
but uh, I'll take the, the Eagles at face value, and I think they're one of the best teams in the league. Well, I mean, just the way that they can run the football, the way that Jalen Hurts can run it and absolutely throw it, and 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 now they last week this is kind of what I said at the top of the program as well. Last week in Indianapolis, they they pulled out one on the road that looked pretty bleak. Last night, yep. they took on a Packers team and watched the Packers come back on them and then just kept running all over them. Hertz can throw it, and he can run it, and then there's others who can run it. That line up front is dynamite. Um, so I'm with you on the Eagles front as the best team uh, in in the NFC. The the Niners uh, just keep on yelling at me. The, it just, no, the, the Niners you know, are great, Rich. I mean, like, the Niners – the, the the January version of the Niners is scary, and in January they might be the the best team in the NFC. You know, I just I want to see them do this a little bit more consistently. They got a great test coming up this week, right? They play the Dolphins at home. Uh, Dolphins don't have Teron Armstead. They're one of the hottest teams in football. They're probably the hottest team in football. But the question's been like, hey, I want to see you play a really good defense. Well, here you have it. Uh, and I know they played good defenses. They you know they they they've beaten the Bills. Um, they've beaten the Ravens, you know, albeit these teams were in different spots than they are now. But, like, this is going to be a great test this weekend. And, like, if you're looking at the top five to seven teams in the league, you're going to know a lot more about these two teams, the Niners and the Dolphins, after this weekend. So I still have the Bills up, up there for me, Rich. I think the Bills are top three team in the league. I don't care what they've looked like the last month because that team that throttled the Titans, the, you know, the, 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 the team that did everything they did to beat beat the Chiefs um, you know they weren't healthy but they did a good job against Miami defensively I still think that team's in there um, so I trust them I'll buy them low with the way Josh is playing yeah it's it's pretty interesting I mean, power rank has just broke out mm, Chris Long right here on the Rich Eisen show here on a busy Monday week 12 in the NFL concluding tonight with the uh, the Colts and the Steelers so let, let's talk about the two twelves here because they're, the narratives are beginning to be etched in stone, certainly for Aaron Rodgers, uh, now four and eight. Uh, he says that he still is up for playing because they're not mathematically eliminated. Broken thumb. He said he had trouble breathing a little bit last night. And, and uh, I, I know the way that this world works, man. I know the way that this, this industry works. To me, one of the biggest overreactions on this Monday, and I don't know if – my colleague Chris Brockman is going to include it in his yet because we haven't done it yet. You um, can bet your ass I will, okay. Rich. Is that the way that Jordan Love threw it around last night when Rodgers went out shows you it's time to turn the page there in Green Bay. Your thoughts on that subject matter, Chris? Well, I mean, listen, I thought before the trade deadline, I was – I mean, I, I, got, I think Aaron Rodgers is still great, right? Like the first half of that game – before, you know, whatever it was with the uh, the rib or the, the lung, um, with the broken thumb. And, you know, when a guy says, like, hey, my thumb's broken, like, he's going to go out and torch the team, <laughs> right? Because you're not going to tell people your thumb's broken when it's hurting the worst, right? Um, so I wasn't surprised that he continued to look good. I mean, there was a little dip in play over the last couple of weeks. But this year, he's put the ball on target. There just hadn't been a lot of separation. Like, he's made mistakes, sure. But he's still Aaron Rodgers, and like, if you don't believe me, let him hit the trade market this offseason. You know, look at the haul that that you would get for somebody like that. And um, you know, at, at the deadline, I was saying, hey, maybe it's time to move on because the guy still got it, uh, but it's just not working. Like, you can just feel like it's not working. You know, they had such a great team last year. They go, you know, they they have San Francisco at home. They can't beat them. 
if you told me, and I know it's snowing and everything, but it's, it, you know, all you got to do is score like 17 points to beat the Niners. Uh, you can't do that. You know, this year it hasn't worked out. Um, Kristen Watson looks like he's going to be a lot of fun in the future. Mm-hmm. Romeo Dobbs looks like he's going to be a, a lot of fun in the future, and he's hurt right now. You know, your run game's pretty solid, right? But I just don't know, man. It might be time to get out, and it might not matter what Jordan Love looks like. And I, I, I didn't see enough about Jordan, you know, Jordan Love last night to really feel great. You know, like it's just Eagles in soft coverage, right? You know, it's one drive. But hey, if all you got to do is run Christian Watson across the field, <laughs> and he's got to outrun some poor guy who's at a standstill watching that big sob, you know, running sideways across the zone or you got to pick him up and man like if if we feel good about our weapons and we feel good about jordan love to the point where like we can move aaron Rodgers, i don't think that's the craziest thing in the world i think aaron Rodgers would 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 go for a haul right and and you could kind of reset with a quarterback if you like him enough and then there's what 12 and tampa's thinking today Uh, I, i keep on asking you this it seems like every three weeks but Yesterday, it, it was the first loss in his career in which he led by seven with two and change to go. He's never had a loss like the one that he and the Bucks just suffered in Cleveland, Ohio. And then, you know, to be taken off the field, fourth and two from the Cleveland 37, and being told, yeah. take, take a delay of game so we could punt it better. I, I sat there, I'm shaking my head, and I'm a big Todd Bowles fan, man. Uh, I, I, yeah. I, I rooted for him for the Jets. I just saw him in Munich. I, I love just his demeanor where, where, where you don't know if you're winning, you're losing, and, and I think that that's a winning demeanor for, for a coach or a manager in baseball. But it's just sometimes you feel like the next risk he takes is going to be his first. And you got Tom Brady. Like, what, what are you doing? And, and yeah, I, I'm wondering what Brady's thinking off of all that i don't know it'd be hard to retire after a year like this wouldn't it i think Uh, i mean you wouldn't want to go out like this but but the like this still he's he's leading the division right i mean i know he's leading the division and and he may have a home playoff game against the cowboys you know and which there's there's no chance that they win a playoff game at home or on the road if they don't have tristan Wirfs. and i hear he's going to be back for the playoffs and that sort of thing but you know, I thought yesterday it was interesting. I mean, like, what was a bigger deal, losing that game or potentially losing Tristan Wirfs? I think it was potentially losing Tristan Wirfs. You know, Miles Garrett single-handedly kind of won that game for them late, whether it was backed up, forcing a punt. You know, like, the Russian three, I think it was, and he still, he still won. Uh, it allowed for that circus Njoku catch, um, which was just brutal, especially if you had the Bucks. It was brutal. And uh, and then you get into overtime, and, and uh, you know, Brady's got chances late in this game. I mean, whether it was in the second half, missing Godwin um, in plus territory on a chunk play that would have put them at, like, the 30. They're up seven at that point. Like, that'll do. 20 to 10 will do, right? Um, but you miss that throw. You, you know, him and Evans were a little bit off. So I think everybody shares a little bit of the blame, like, but you get into overtime and you got a chance again to get in the field goal range and kick. And, you know, Brady's doing a Brett Favre thing. He's flipping the ball straight ahead. That play gets moved back because of uh, Donovan Smith, hands to the face on Miles Garrett. So he's disruptive there. Then it's third and 14. He gets sacked there. They're trying to chip him. 
Like, you can't run the ball. Rashard White goes for 30 yards on one run in the first quarter. He's got 40-some yards in the first quarter. And then the rest of the game, look at his carries and the yardage. Like, it was under 10 yards a quarter. I don't think he topped 10 yards. In, no, third quarter he had 11 yards on four carries. But they can't run the ball, right? They can't protect Brady. So you can't close games out when you have a lead. And got, good luck if you good luck if you're down. So I, I don't know, man. Like, that defense can only be so good. I, I, it's, it's ugly. So you think that – well, I, I guess, again, there's, there's still so much time to go here. Um, no. You know, no, Rich. There, there really is so much time to go. No, but no. My answer is no. <laughs> like, no. Nah. He, he can't retire off of something like this is what you're saying. No, he can't. No, he can't retire off something like this, and I don't I, – like, I – you know, it's funny when we do this every week and, like, I got to do this on my show every week and, like, you know, we get we, we come back to it every Sunday. It's like, okay, do we count Rodgers out? Do we count Brady out? And I know that mathematically, because they're, they're not eliminated, we're going to be asking this question all year with, with Brady, but I'll give you the same answer. Like, I'm counting the Bucks out. Like, they just hmm. – there's too many deficiencies. You know, you want to ask me if they can win a playoff game? Maybe. But I, you can't tell me that they're gonna they're gonna go on a three four game run in January with with the with the horses they've got. You know, like they can't run the ball. They they can't protect this guy. You know, um, it's it's tough, man. It's tough to watch. It's tough to watch. It's the Browns, man. Chris Long here. The Dolphins just made the Browns look like. And I, and I I hear you. And and the Dolphins are one of those teams that nobody really mentions because I, I guess why they feel that Tua is not uh, a long-term threat, a playoff threat that, you know, went weather threat. I mean, let's talk a little bit about the Dolphins here. I mean, you know, and if, if we wouldn't mind, uh, Mr. Hoskins, put their schedule up, because we've been talking about this for, for a while uh, on this program, because I, I, uh, I, I, I called um, Tua elite uh, a month ago. The way that he's playing, he is an elite quarterback in the NFL this year, like truly up there with the Mahomeses and Allens and anyone else that you consider elite. But we were always saying the last six games of the year is when the rubber will meet the road. Three games in a row now at San Francisco, at the Chargers, at Buffalo, home for Green Bay on uh, Christmas, then at the Patriots, home for the Jets. What do you think of the Dolphins' shots right now? They're 8-3, and three, sitting right there. Um, uh, uh, number yeah. two in the AFC going into week 13, Chris. Well, they've won every game that two has started. Um, you know, I think the Cincy game probably would have gone south. They didn't look real sharp that night, but he got hurt. They, listen, I, you know, we just did our power rankings. I had them at like six, you know, the almighty power rankings. Uh, and you know, one of the things that concern me, concerns me about them and they play without Armstead is they got to go to, to San Francisco this week, as you mentioned, this three-game road trip, uh, it's going to be really challenging for them. And, you know, they're going to be down Armstead. They're going to have to deal with that defense. This is going to be I'm, – I'm really excited to see – it's been a while. Like, they stood tall when they played the Bills. Now, Bills were banged up. They beat the Bills. They came back against the, the Ravens. So they've beaten good teams so far this year. It's just been a while, you know. And I can't wait to see a matchup where Tua, who's played excellent – has an opportunity to prove, you know, who he is uh, against like a, a group full of Fred Warners and, and Nick Bosa's. Mm. And, like, it's just, this is going to be a different challenge. I'll give it to him. They've been covering every week. <laughs> <laughs> you know, these, these enormous lines and they've covered every week and they're so fun to watch. That offense is so fun to watch. 
But this stretch is going to define them. You know, make no mistake about it. If they can come out of this stretch unscathed, then as a team, I can talk about them like I talk about the Chiefs or like I talk about the Eagles or like I talk about the Bills. Um, and I know the Bills have not played as well as the Dolphins. I know they haven't played as well as the Dolphins. But um, I, you know, I, I really do believe the ceiling of a Bills team uh, is higher. And we'll look at that, you know, when they play again in December. Um, I, I think the Dolphins are great. I can't wait for this weekend. And then last one for you here, um, Chris Long, is your concern level uh, on the Ravens right now, sitting there at 7-4. and four. They just lost in Jacksonville, clearly uh, uh, the best game of Trevor Lawrence's young career. And then not just the way they lost, but the uh, tweet um, that uh, Lamar sent out that was definitely not safe for work, responding to – somebody who criticized him on Twitter. What's your concern level about the Baltimore Ravens right now on all fronts? I think the Ravens are a really good team. Like um, they've had a lead and they've had a, a possession or more than one possession lead, I think in, in all their games, which I, you know, I've read it three times that I got to, I want to go back after this interview to make sure that I'm not butchering that. It's just so hard to believe. And of all the teams that have ever been like that through this, you know, through this span, like uh, their record's the worst one by far because they've blown them. And, you know, like when you blow leads, when you don't score in the red zone, they were one and four last week in the red zone against the Panthers. You're kind of like, ah, they'll figure it out this week. Uh, Well, no, I mean, like here's what I'm worried about the Ravens. When you're on the road and you have a chance to put a team like that away, right? It kind of comes back to letting teams back in the game. You kick two field goals, the first two scoring drives. Well, you had a drop in the end zone in the second one. You overthrow a touchdown in the first one. And the first one, and I love Lamar, but like that that's a ball that he's got to hit. He yeah. knows he's got to hit. He hasn't had the best year by his standards, especially in big spots. Um, if you hit that ball on the road and you go up 7 nothing, and you're driving the next the, the next possession, you go up 14 nothing. like how different does that game feel? Even with how many leads you've blown, you know, you're staring at Trevor Lawrence on the other sideline, who had a great game yesterday in the second half, especially. Um, you got to put teams away, man. And uh, when you get in the red zone, like I, I think it is a lack of talent. I mean, you know, you could say, well, they got Mark Andrews, and you got a running quarterback, and you got a tight end in the red zone. Like that sounds great, right? That's cliche red zone stuff. But who are the other guys, man? And they, you know, we were just talking about this on our show. Like they have, they haven't made a move. You know. Um, Deshaun Jackson is not somebody to me that's going to move the needle in a huge way at this stage in his career. I know he caught a, uh, you know, a beautiful throw yesterday from Lamar. That was just an absolute rocket. But I, when you get in the red zone, it's not working. And yesterday we saw more of the same. You can't close teams out. You can't win your four point plays down there in in the red area. That's that's a tough. That's a tough one, man. And. uh I actually ranked the Bengals ahead of them mm-hmm. just because Joe Burrow is playing better. And, and, you know, I had concerns about the Bengals and their physicality coming into the year. They won a physical game yesterday. They beat the Titans at their game. You know, they were down mixing. They were down chase. They ran the ball. They stopped the run. All their safeties, all their corners, they are all willing participants in the run game. 
you know, and uh, when you play complete complementary football like that, it just looks less disjointed. The Ravens look kind of disjointed. And they got an easy schedule the rest of the way, so they could cruise. But they've proven that, you know, like whether it's the Panthers game or the Jags game, there's nothing easy about the Ravens right now. Uh, I lied. I have one last thing for you, Um, Chris Long. Actually, there's two. Screw it. Um, Because we talked so much about Zach Wilson last week. Robert Sala pushed that button on Mike White. He's, He's earned the right to start for a while, don't you think? I mean, even if they go to Minnesota and lose that game and struggle on offense, um, you know, uh, yeah, he's I he's shown it. He's shown how it can work. I think it's a hot hand offense now. I think Salah is just – I totally support what he did. Um, you know, listen, this is not the end of Zach Wilson. I think he's being honest when he says, like, this kid's got a lot of talent. I think everybody, everybody knows that. He's played awful. And I don't think people's leashes should be, you know, exponentially longer because you are a draft pick, but that's the – that's the reality of the situation. Um, and I think now it's a hot hand type of thing. I think it's, hey, if Mike White's playing well, you keep Mike White in. If Mike White has a bad game, okay. If he has two bad games in a row, maybe it's Flacco. <laughs> maybe it's Zach Wilson. You have kind of burnt the ships on conventional, like this is our quarterback going in the playoffs. You know, this is a team in a really unique position. You know, to be this stacked defensively, although, you know, Getsy, when Simeon was on script yesterday, it was terrifying. The first 15 plays of the game, yeah, it was it was scary as hell, wasn't it, Rich? I mean, like... Well, yeah, the Jets' defense was on its heels, and I thought, like, it was going to be one of those days, but with the, the rain coming down, certainly when Greg Zerline was trying to game-tying field goal and the ball can't even be yeah. placed in front of him, and then his dipsy do, and, yeah. you know, it was like NFL Films <laughs> Follies broke out. I'm like, oh, it's one of those days, but Mike White was terrific. He was on time. He yeah. was on schedule, and he was terrific. He was exactly yeah. what they want in this offense. And Elijah Moore, we saw proof of life. You know, yeah. like there was it, it, it existed, and that's why I sat there and thought, well, hopefully Zach Wilson is sitting there taking mental notes if he is in fact going to be the guy again. Uh, because if uh, yeah, Mike White I, plays I, like this, Zach Wilson's not the guy again. It's that simple. No, I, no. I, and when I say I say Zach Wilson's career is not over i don't know that it's going to be here he's going to get another shot or anything but i i really do think this team i saw some people saying oh you're not you're not helping zach wilson's development like you know people can't come back from that well hey dude i all right like when i was a second year player i got benched okay i was a high draft pick got benched uh bench for a defensive end is different though because you just basically don't run out of the tunnel and we're still taking 40 50 snaps a game in a rotation but the bottom line is, like, I was able to, to, to kind of figure it out and, you know, the next four years turn my career around. This kid can do that. Like, it's, it's not impossible. Um, but for this football team right now, his mental struggles are irrelevant, right? And I also thought he did a really good job. We, I kind of killed him last week, right? Because it pissed me off as a defensive player. But, you know, he got up there, he stood tall during the week. It's not like, you know, it's an irredeemable mistake. But what it is is a mistake – coupled with the the play on the field because that's the bottom line is like when you look at the numbers he's been really bad that that hinders this team's chances of making a run and they're really good they're really good in a lot of areas and I, you don't waste windows man like i don't care if the window just opened or if you're on the tail end of it you owe it to the other players to play the best quarterback and that includes joe flacco if it's joe flacco hmm. so i think robert solid did the right thing in going to somebody else and mike white carved up the bears that's great um Let's not get out over our skis like, you know, uh, 
if this happens for a couple of weeks, he's your guy. But I, I don't think it's solidified that, like, hey, it's going to be Mike White every game this year. I do think they have an open mind. Last one for you, Chris, if you want to make it a quick hitter, because uh, I know we've been talking a while here. Mike Purcell, the defensive tackle of the Broncos, uh, clearly was barking at Russell Wilson. It was either the most demonstrative let's go or something completely um, revealing, you know. Yeah, it was definitely not let's ride, okay? No, uh, it, 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 so right. you, want to, you want to interpret that for me? You've been on the field. You've been part of this stuff where it looks like somebody's angry, but it isn't. You want to – what's your, t- what's no, your take on mad. that? he was mad. He was mad. You know, it's like body language. You see it. We saw it last week with Zach Wilson uh, and his receivers going palms up when he's missing throws. Like, that frustration at Russell Wilson's real. Like, I don't know what it was exactly, but you're not yelling at a guy. If he if if the elephant in the room isn't there and like the elephant in the room is there in Denver like you can't tell me it's not these these guys like it's all we're talking about don't you think they're talking about it like we just got beat by Sam Darnold you know Sam Darnold I, Sam Darnold who I listen <laughs> I'm happy for him he threw some nice balls yesterday but um, and I know Steve Wilkes at three and zero at home and that should be the story and the whole thing but. I've never seen anything like it. And this is not like – one thing that's interesting, Rich, is when it comes to the Broncos, like are we holding this against Russ's legacy like as a player? Because that kind of sucks. You know, it's not like Joe Montana going to play for like the Chiefs. This is like a seven-year commitment. So there's no escape. So what, what is it going to look like for Russell Wilson, the player, like when we evaluate him and all the great years he's had, if the second half of his career looks like this, when he said, hey, I want to play into my 40s, like I'm not washed, I'm not old, like this is me. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I just, I don't know what to make of it. All right, brother. Great chat, as always. Um, who's on your pod this week? What do you got for me? Seat of our pants week, Rich. No idea. Okay. <laughs> Fantastic. Can't wait. <laughs> I took the Thanksgiving break a little ser- too too literally and you took a break all the way through the weekend. Haven't haven't gotten prepared. So Excellent. Appreciate you. I, I, when I see it, I'll retweet it then. When I see it, I'll okay, retweet buddy. it. Uh, Chris Long, Greenlight Podcast, where all podcasts can be acquired right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com eisen. 
Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Shravan in Washington, D.C., you're here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, sir? Been hanging on for a while. What's going on? How you doing, sir? Congratulations. Uh, you had a, a very great sports weekend. Oh, I did. Jets with Mike White yes. doing what they did against Chicago. But that, compares, then- that compares not to the other uh, result. Yeah, I was about to say, there was some, I don't know if you know this, but uh, there was an incident in Columbus that hasn't happened since uh, Drew Henson and David Terrell. Can you tell me about that? Well, here, that was the year 2000, but uh, Michigan uh, had the most points that they've scored in Columbus since 1976. It was their largest margin of victory since 1946, and first time Michigan's ever put up 40 points in back-to-back games in the history of the series. That had never happened before. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, no wonder you sound so happy. But, Rich, I do want to call because mm-hmm. earlier this year I called in, uh, you know, to thank you for trolling Ohio State at the dinner, which helped me get a big article published. Okay. And also what you did uh, when I suggested that if Michigan were to beat Ohio State, yes. you know, you come in with all Michigan attire, mm-hmm. and then when the show starts, you just simply say, go blue. So I'd just like to ask, the moment that the final – you know, whistle sounded, and you saw Michigan had beaten Ohio State. What yes. was the first thing you did? Did you just call Albert Breer to troll him? Because <laughs> no, 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 no. I actually, <laughs> I, I actually waited for him to start melting down, and that actually happened within two minutes. And and then uh, and then to preview the rest of it, I started watching Chernobyl on uh, HBO Max. It was great. Thanks for the call, Shravan. Could set my watch to Albert Breer melting down. It's fantastic. <laughs> so look. Uh, if you're new to this show, where you been? If you watch us every day, you know uh, a take that I was all in on back in March, all the way to the uh, playing season, and then even through the first month of the season when they didn't win a game for their first three games. Uh, me, me saying the, the Raiders would win the AFC West this year, a uh, worst take uh, I've, I've had football-wise in the history of this show, I think. And uh, when the Raiders lost... Yet another double-digit lead and then game in Jacksonville to fall to two and seven. I, uh, uh, Mike, I had you uh, uh, pull this soundbite from Good. No, I got to turn my back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, with the sizzling in the background and everything, my hot take uh, sizzling in the background. So now, now I got to turn my back on you. It's great. But then they went ahead and uh, won in Denver. In overtime on a walk-off touchdown, Devontae Adams, and then yesterday, after Derek Carr's first pass of the game was intercepted, and then he took one directly in the chops, and I thought he was done for the day, and he comes back in, and Josh Jacobs, my goodness, Josh Jacobs with 303 yards of offense himself 
yesterday. Oof. 229 on the ground, 74 in the air. He had more yards on offense in total on Sunday in Seattle than seven NFL teams. Six, pardon me. <laughs> Giants, Bears, Saints, Broncos, Texans, Rams all had fewer total yards on offense in Week 12 than Josh Jacobs personally. Wow. Max Crosby, grown-ass man. Chandler Jones bagged himself. Geno Smith also with a huge fumble recovery. But Max Crosby in overtime on third and one got all over Geno Smith, forced a punt that led to a snap of the football for the Raiders, and Josh Jacobs went right home from there and wrapped up the game on the spot. Another walk-off win. It's caused me to ask Mike Del Tufo to play another drop from another (laughs) famous film involving some people who might not be on the up and up. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Four and seven. The autumn wind might just be a pirate after all. If it was possible to do a John Facenda imitation, go higher register, I would. Maybe, just maybe, the Raiders can actually make the playoffs. Who knows? This is the Raiders team I was talking about. Max Crosby. Devontae Adams, Chandler Jones, Derek Carr, and then Josh Jacobs. OMG. Come on, Raiders.